Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Yang. Good as always to have you join us. Alzheimer's disease is a devastating condition that affects millions of individuals and their families worldwide. It is a progressive brain disorder that robs individuals of their memory. Their ability to think and communicate, and their independence. September the 21st marks World Alzheimer's Day, a day dedicated to raising awareness about Alzheimer's disease and other dementia, as well as their impact on individuals, families, and communities around the world. This year's theme, "Never Too Early, Never Too Late," aims to underscore the role of identifying risk factors and adopting proactive risk reduction measures to. Delay and potentially even prevent the onset of dementia. For this discussion, I'm joined by Xinyu in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. So while dementia is a general term, Alzheimer's disease is a specific brain disease. So Xinyu, let's go to you first. Give us the primer on what is Alzheimer's disease and what are the symptoms. Well. Um, many people might know Alzheimer's disease as gradually losing one's memory. Actually, it's more than that. It's a progressive condition that affects your memory, thinking, and behavior. And progressive meaning the symptoms develop gradually over many years and get more severe. And also, Alzheimer's disease is the most common type of dementia. And dementia is a general term to describe. The loss of cognitive functioning that interferes with daily life, and、um, research says that Alzheimer's disease accounts for 60 to 80 percent of dementia cases. And Alzheimer's affects everyone differently, and the common symptoms include、um, loss of memory, like we said. It's a key symptom, and it's also the among the first signs of the disease. And also, people might have difficulty in finding the right words or understanding what people are saying, so they have、um, difficulty conversing with others. And also, other symptoms include like、um, having difficulty in performing previously routine tasks such as cooking, cleaning, or washing. And also, they might、um, go through the personality and mood changes. Um, for those who have Alzheimer's disease, they are more likely to get confused, suspicious,、um, upset, angry, or easily、um, agitated. Yes, and Josh, what do you know about、um, dementia as well as Alzheimer's? As this is more and more something that, well, unfortunately, people are experiencing. But on the bright side, people are talking about this a lot more in the open. Well, what I know about Alzheimer's is that it's a really complex and challenging disease to cure, and I guess that's why there's so much research that goes into it, and why we talk about it so much. And obviously, because it's so common, that the most common form. Of dementia, which was mentioned, but it's an incredibly complex and challenging disease. I think that some of the main reasons that it's so challenging is because of, of course, the complexity of the brain. Something that we barely understand already. It's a one of, if not the most complex organ, and I think that Alzheimer's involves so many different biological processes, right?、Um, and also, I think another thing is because. Most of the time, although there are some examples which I think we may discuss today briefly of younger persons 
having Alzheimer's. Most of the time, it's a late stage diagnosis and it occurs more in elderly people. And because it's often diagnosed in the later stages when significant damage has already occurred, by that time, sometimes there's irreversible damage. So a lot of the cures actually come with premeditated preventative cures and spotting early signs, which is very difficult, especially as someone gets older, right? Because often mm -hmm. I think we like to put a lot of things down to, oh, they're just yeah. old, right? They're just mm -hmm. getting older. But some of the time that's not actually the case. It could actually be a disease like this. So it's a highly complex issue. It is indeed. And also, let me just reiterate the theme of World Alzheimer's Day this time, which is never too early, never too late. And this reminds me of back in February on this show, we talked about a 19-year-old young man in Beijing was diagnosed as the world's youngest Alzheimer's patient. So, you know, age is a factor, but it's not the only factor to look at here. And if you also zoom in on how this disorder has been perceived here in China, I find there to be an interesting change because mm -hmm. originally the translation of Alzheimer's disease was mm. so that is literally translated as like elderly almost like retardation of a disease mm. so of course you know with that translation comes stigma and then gradually the translation of the disease became mm. so that's more of a phonetic translation of the english um the english term of this disease and i think in this change in translation might also reflect how as a society we perceive as you know all the connotations that come with language and how um, patients or those living with diseases feel about it so that's one caveat i would like to share with you and Xinyu, what are the risk factors for developing alzheimer's as yeah. basically my understanding is that it can happen to anyone at any age, really, as we've given you that example earlier on. And yeah, yeah. So is there anything we can do to prevent or at least reduce the risks of getting Alzheimer's? Mm. Um, we actually talked about um, the greatest known risk, risk factor for Alzheimer's disease is indeed increasing age. Um, as we can see, the majority of people with Alzheimer's disease um, are actually those who are aged 65 and older. And some of those young people who have Alzheimer's are, I think, rare cases. But um, apart from the fact that we cannot you know, stop aging or we cannot change some of the genes that can um, influence the risk of, of you getting the Alzheimer's disease. There are some of the risk factors that are potentially modifiable. That means we can um, take actions to change some of our lifestyle that we can um, prevent or delay some cases of dementia. And um, by browsing through these risks and how to reduce the risks, it basically translates to keeping a healthy lifestyle. Um, risk factors such as physical inactivity, smoking, excessive alcohol consumption, obesity, and diabetes, um, these can be managed through lifestyle changes. So 
um, like it this year's theme. It's neither too early nor too late to start living a healthier life. Um, so it's I think it's suggested that we exercise more and quit smoking, drink less, and balance your diet, etc. These are things we can do to reduce the risks. Yeah, I think it's a good idea to persuade people to live a healthy lifestyle,、mm. as always. But sometimes it kind of feels like, oh, you're just telling people to eat vegetables, and it's just not really、mm. enough to,、yeah. first of all. Qualm people's worries, and second of all, I guess we're all still looking for a more targeted measure or solution.、Um, but maybe that doesn't really exist、um, mm. for this disease and all other diseases in my、yeah. mind. Josh, what do you think?、Uh, I think that definitely all of these things, these advices, they're not absolute.、Um, I don't think they possibly can be given that. What we know about Alzheimer's right now, although it seems as though there have been some breakthroughs, especially in the last few years, we still don't know exactly what the causes are, and we certainly do not have a cure for it.、Um, so I think that we've got to be quite careful when we talk about all of these causes and these things that may help us prevent Alzheimer's. I'm sure that a lot of these factors that we talk about, a lot of these things that We're able to modify and help us actually help most things in our life, right?、Uh, help our health in general. Physical, physical activity or the lack of physical activity can be very unhealthy for many reasons, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that we shouldn't encourage people to stay active. I'm not saying we shouldn't encourage people to not smoke or not consume alcohol or not be in a city with terrible air pollution, right? So for me, all of these things show that. I'm sure that they probably do make the risks of Alzheimer's much higher, but still, you know, it seems as though we still got a long way to go、um, when it comes to really understanding this particular disease. Yeah, and also what I found interesting is that、um, engaging in social activities and being socially active may also help to build our brain's ability to cope with、um, disease and relieve stress and improve your emotional well-being. So、um, depression is associated with dementia incidence, and it's very common among those with Alzheimer's. Especially during the early and middle stages, and、um, experts estimate that up to forty percent of people with Alzheimer's disease suffer from significant depression. So it can be either be that depression、um, is one of the risk factors that can lead to Alzheimer's disease, and also people with Alzheimer's they are more likely to develop severe depression because they.、Um, They observe themselves of losing this cognitive、um, function, and also persistently feeling isolated or lonely can increase the risk of cognitive decline. So I think being socially active is also one of the ways to、um, help、uh, with the health of your brain in some way. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, there has been so much research. Going into the subject、mm-hmm. in the last three decades or so,、yeah. and、um, yes, there's. Although the cause of Alzheimer's disease isn't completely understood, but two major players are often cited in this progression: are plaques in tangles. So、um, I guess we can 
get a little bit more into this in the later part of the discussion. So Alzheimer's disease causes the cells in the brain to get sick and eventually die, which leads to symptoms like memory loss, as you guys have said. To treat Alzheimer's disease, we need to find effective drugs that are able to slow down or stop it. And these drugs are often called disease-modifying treatments. And they're not necessarily available in the field of Alzheimer's for the public just yet. But what are the latest breakthroughs in Alzheimer's research and treatment? Josh, take it away. Well, there's one study that I can tell you about, and this is a study conducted, led by Stephen Dukoski, who is a professor of neurology and neuroscience at the University of Florida. He spent his entire career basically studying Alzheimer's disease and dementia, both in a laboratory and in the clinic. And he's recently published an article at The Conversation, which is a publication saying that in Alzheimer's disease, genetic mutations in any of three specific genes can cause the disease and other risk genes either increase or decrease the risk of developing Alzheimer's. So to clarify that a little bit more, what he said is that determining how genes affect brain chemistry is vital to understanding how Alzheimer's disease progresses and devising interventions to prevent or delay cognitive decline. So that's very wordy, I think, um, but it, it does actually show basically what it means is that Stephen Dukoski is finding, a, finding really the way and how Alzheimer's actually occurs. And this is quite a breakthrough really because it's been a bit of a mystery for, for a very long time. Mm-hmm. So he's saying that what we need to do is determine how genes affect brain chemistry. And if we can determine that, that might show us or lead us to finding more um, effective solutions. But we've had ideas about how to help Alzheimer's for a while. Actually, back in the 1990s, there were some breakthroughs as well. Researchers identified three different genes causing familial Alzheimer's disease, and all three were involved with beta amyloid, which is what it's called. Um, The first was amyloid precursor protein gene. This is a gene that directs cells to produce the amyloid precursor protein, which breaks down into smaller fragments. Um, And it also includes the beta amyloid that forms amyloid plaques in the brain. Mm -hmm. You may have heard this before, sort of like brain plaque Mm -hmm. is how I I envision it probably wrongly. Um, But I think maybe it works in a similar kind of way. The second gene was termed presenilin, one, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, or PSEN1, which is a protein needed to cut the precursor protein into beta amyloid. And the third gene is presenilin2, or PSEN2, which is closely related to PSEN1, but found in a smaller number of families with familial Alzheimer's disease. So a very a lot of words there uh, for, for me as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, despite over the last couple of decades, there's been a lot of doubts and therapy failures, I think. The past several years have definitely seen a lot of positive results um, from different treatments. Mm, Yeah, and what I have found is that um, Dr. Richard Oakley, he is an associate director of research at Alzheimer's Society, um, which is a UK-based care and research charity. Um, He has found that the Alzheimer's drug called denanomab, uh, a turning point. Um, so denanomab is the third um, among the three 
different treatments that can remove the amyloid plaques that Josh just mentioned, and they can slow the loss of cognitive function to some extent. And especially the the Nanomab, um, new results released in July this year about the Alzheimer's disease drug, the Nanomab, supported um, earlier trial results that suggested the new drug may slow down the progression of the disease. It shows the drug um, slowed how fast memory and thinking get, get worse by more than 20%. So I think this is um, also an important breakthrough. Um, Richard Oakley said that, quote unquote, treatments like donanumab are the first steps towards a future where Alzheimer's disease could be considered a long-term condition alongside diabetes or um, asthma. So it's not curable, but it can. Uh, we can definitely make efforts to slow down the process of the decline of your cognitive function. Yes, and despite mm -hmm. over 20 years of doubts and therapy th failures, the past several years have seen positive results from three different treatments. One mentioned by Xingyu just now, Denanimab, and there's also two others. Yeah, so aside from uh, Denanimab that I mentioned, um, actually the past years have also seen positive results from other two treatments, um, including uh, Adakanimab and Lacanimab. Sounds very hard to comprehend, but these are antibodies that can really slow the loss of cognitive function. Yes, and also last year in 2022, October, mm -hmm. the U.S. FDA has actually approved oh. um, one drug, a controversial drug to combat Alzheimer's. Um, the pharmaceutical company, I believe, is called Biogen. Mm -hmm. um, but the... Uh, Medicare program did not approve of this controversial drug because apparently there's not enough studies on side effects as well as enough of a data pool to, um, uh, well, to make the Medicare program feel it's safe for everyone uh, in, in the U.S., those who have joined the program. So it's also kind of promising to see at least now there are many studies and uh, clinical trials going on around the world mm -hmm. and it makes us feel maybe we're just that much closer yeah. to finding a solution when apparently 55 million people are living with Alzheimer's around the world. And these days, especially in the last few years, we've seen plenty of documentaries, movies, and even TV shows featuring Alzheimer's. From Anthony Hopkins' film The Father to the latest Chinese drama film Song of Spring or Mama, which came out in 2022, recent years have witnessed a surge in the portrayal of Alzheimer's disease on the big screen. And these films have shown different aspects of the condition, especially those living with the condition and those caring for the uh, folks who are suffering from the disease. So has films helped a great deal? to contribute to our understanding of dementia and, and how important is it to raise awareness on Alzheimer's disease and dementia? 
Well, for those who are not living with people with Alzheimer's disease, or they don't have close contact with those people with Alzheimer's,、um, chances are they get to know about the condition through the representations of media. And over the past two decades, we have seen、um, quite a few attempts to depict Alzheimer's disease on screen.、Um, movies like Iris, released in 2001, it's a biopic on novelist Iris Murdoch's Alzheimer's diagnosis. And we also have The Notebook, released in 2000. 2004、um, mentioned the condition of Alzheimer's disease of the protagonist, and also still Alice in 2014 and、um, two movies you just mentioned, The Father and The Song of Spring. I think there are arguments out there. People believe that films cannot accurately depict the real life of Alzheimer patients. They reinforce stereotypes such as、um, there has been a tendency in the past for films to mainly portray women with dementia and to focus on the memory loss element of dementia. So these can be the stereotypes, but especially movies in most recent years,、um, they really shed light on what it's like to live with the illness and how difficult it is to care for someone with it,、um, like the movie The Father and Song of Spring. I've watched both, so、mm. I think through these movies,、um, we can really see that it's a great challenge for the closest people, family members、um, of the patient. Yeah, definitely. I think that reducing stigmatization through understanding is one of the most important things for any issue that people are trying to get more funding for, whether it be something to do with the disease or whether it be about the environment or. Any anything at all, and I think that film and good stories that hook people in and catch people's attention are are a brilliant way to do so.、Mm. Yes, according to China's National Health Commission, approximately 10 million Chinese people aged 60 and above currently live with Alzheimer's disease. A number predicted to exceed 40 million by 2050. It's a sobering reminder that with the aging of the population, the costs associated with Alzheimer's and dementia, both emotional and economic, will climb higher. Thank you, Xinyu and Josh Cotterell, for joining the discussion. 